Now, we were talking about China on Wednesday's programme and the uh, building of a narrative, an anti-Chinese uh, narrative. Uh, we're asking where that's going. Will it end with a Cold War, which is what some people are suggesting, or will it go further than that? If we consider what Nick Carter was saying, of course, uh, the, he's very concerned about the Sahel. And uh, if we take into account uh, Rusi's view that uh, proxy wars are the way forward, then perhaps uh, the Sahel is the region where that might happen, because uh, we've got four of the big powers, as they like to describe themselves, uh, sort of coming together in that area, trying to gain influence. But anyway, this is The Economist here uh, asking, uh, is China winning and pushing forward with the, the narrative that uh, virus is the Wuhan virus and really, you know, China's playing a geopolitical game, exploiting the virus and so on. Uh, this is uh, echoed uh, in the last day or two in the Daily Mail. China's post-pandemic power grab, Beijing is desperate to overtake America as the world's economic superpower. Uh, and with the West brought to its knees by the virus, who can stop it? And this is uh, one of three articles that uh, the Mail has tried to push out over the last few weeks. Um, then the Atlantic Council, uh, well, of course, they can't avoid this sort of thing. Uh, China's failing coronavirus strategy. So China has a strategy here that they're pushing forward with. Uh, and they're saying that the, as facts emerge about China's efforts to contain the virus and take advantage of the international disorder the pandemic has caused, Beijing's narrative of triumph is increasingly turning to a narrative of blunder and blunt self-interest. Uh, and so it goes on. So, so the narrative building uh, here, and I'm just wondering what your thoughts are and where we're going. Well, it's interesting. And I'll, in a minute, I'll show you uh, my, my take on this. But, you know, th there is a narrative building in the West, Mike, led by the United States, uh, definitely led by the right wing of the Republican Party uh, and the extreme right wing, the neocon wing, and Donald Trump himself chiming in on the Chinese virus. China needs to pay reparations. One state actually is uh, filing a lawsuit, Missouri, against China uh, for economic uh, damages to be repaid. And of course, China's response to the US on this is, well, we got the H1N1 flu. From the US. From the US, and many more people died, and we didn't ask for reparations. And they gave a number of examples. So, you know, in terms of China, uh, geopolitically, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't believe the US or the West have a very good case there. There's also this, uh, the, the story that's being pushed on the alternative media that uh, China released the coronavirus from a bio lab in Wuhan, okay, mm -hmm. a level four security bio lab. Now they were working on coronavirus studies there, but as other people's research shows, Mike, so is the US, and the US funded the program in Wuhan, by mm -hmm. the way, through a research grant from Anthony Fauci's own department, mm -hmm. by the way. So that that is not clear. But what is clear, Mike, is that the West are, while they're railing against China, Mike, they're also adopting all of China's policies in terms of reacting uh, to the coronavirus COVID-19 crisis. We'll show you some examples of that, but let's look at this uh, concept of the, uh, uh, the Nightingale Hospital. So the, uh, so the Nightingale is uh, a big idea, Mike. Uh, so this is from Birmingham, though. This is uh, a headline, no patients treated at Birmingham's new Nightingale Hospital so far after opening 10 days ago. Now, there are other Nightingale hospitals, Mike, opening in Bristol. Uh, we heard an announcement of Exeter, but other cities around around the country, right? Harrogate. Yeah, absolutely. So there's all these Nightingale centers opening, Mike, uh, around the country. Uh, but let's look at what's happening. This is the one in Birmingham. You can see uh, Prince William addressing the staff and, and assorted military personnel there. And of course, everybody is observing social distancing there. Isn't that excellent? 
but is there any patience there? This is the question, Mike. So what is this? This is in Birmingham. This is in the NE, where is this, the NEC or? I think something? it's the NEC, but, but I mean, the, the building these was really a response to China building uh, their hospitals so quickly. Oh, and we'll show you exactly how that rolled out. But uh, so it's really a photo op. And again, this was uh, what you covered the other day. Uh, this is the uh, Excel Center, Nightingale, London, calling it a war zone. Of course, there's, there's no patients there. I think 19 patients they reported. That's what they reported. Uh, auspicious number there. And again, this is an aerial shot here. And they're basically saying that uh, uh, they're ready for a war, basically. And, and of course, what is this? This is an exhibition center. They say they built it in, in 10 days. This is built in around 10 days. They didn't build this. They set up an exhibition hall in 10 days because that's really what this is now. It's an exhibition, Mike. Yes. They didn't build the Excel Center. China actually built it from scratch. Now, but we have some criticism about China, which was show, but saying, we are doing this to save lives of Londoners. Uh, these are our comrades. There's no difference. Uh, it doesn't matter if they're civilian or military. This is a military person speaking to the Daily Mail. So again, this uh, invoking the military aspect mm -hmm. of this that we're at war. Uh, now let's look at uh, China here. The Nightingale concept really, Mike, was made in China. So take a look at this. Now this is what we were flooded in our media with. Do you remember yes. back in February? Absolutely. So this is this spectacle of what China did in 10 days, they built this grand hospital from scratch, okay? Now, was it necessary to uh, embark on this giant public works project in China at the time, Mike? And if you even look at the Chinese numbers, actually, it doesn't look like it. This was a gesture, this was a symbolic act by the Chinese Communist Party, by the state, to show its people that it, it has what it takes to react to any crisis, and it does it in grand fashion. Was this necessary? Was this uh, financially prudent, Mike? Is this going to be used over and over again? Is this a good investment of state funds? Well, does, does China, is China going to be accountable to its people? This is the question. No, they're not. They don't care. They just do what they do and make their statements and, and they're in charge, basically. But the problem is this sort of attitude in terms of governing your population is what is being adopted by Western countries mm. with all of their reactions to the coronavirus from day one. And uh, we'll, we'll move on and just look at China, put the sports stadium picture out, Mike. This got a lot of traction at the time. This was in Wuhan. Again, this exhibition hall type concept. This was made in China. This is the point, made in China. The concept of the big triage arena hospital, the Nightingale concept was made in China, okay? Those aren't going to be full beds full of COVID-19 patients. This was a photo op made in China. Here we are in Spain, again, ridiculous, as if they're going to be treating COVID patients in this. This was a photo op in a parking garage in Spain or some sort of building, a temporary hospital for vulnerable people, they're calling it. Okay, unnecessary wasn't used. As you can see, there's nobody in it. It's hard to find any pictures of any of these staging triage sites with any actual patients in them. And here's in New York City, they did the same thing. This is a concept made in China, the exhibition hall here, and there's parking garage hospitals. Uh, they even brought the boats in. They the brought harbor. the boats in. I'll show you the boats. So this is in California, and they're, they're getting into the act here. This is in a basketball gymnasium 
or sports hall. I mean, do, they just put cots out, Mike, with pillows, some towels on the on the foot there, like they're going to be actually treating people with respiratory illnesses. It's ridiculous. This is a photo op. Here we are in Sao Paulo, Brazil, in a football stadium. Again, very impressive. Are there many cases of COVID in Brazil? Pretty much none in terms of the scale of the population. Maybe a couple of thousand or less than a couple of thousand in a country with over 200 million population. So a non-event in Brazil, yet you see the photo ops, the big, impressive state symbolic acts. This is in Seattle, Washington. This is ridiculous. This is in, a, I don't know what this is, an air hangar or something, and they've just laid out and using military co colored blankets, Mike, on the beds, it gives it that kind of military look. Was this necessary, this quote, field hospital? And in fact, that particular one was shut down just a week or so ago and moved somewhere else because they hadn't treated any patients. Zero, okay, this is in Seattle. So that's in March, and here we are in Virginia. This is probably, this takes the biscuit, Mike, in terms of a triage. Look, they've got sort of leather recliner seats there, which they must have got from the local furniture depot. And they've got sort of IV drip bags next to them or something. I mean, this is just ridiculous. This is in Virginia. So everyone's in on the act. They're basically doing the Chinese style, communicating to their public that they will spring into action. As you said, Mike, there's the boat that pulled into New York City Harbor there, uh, this giant medical ship as if it's going to have a queue of COVID-19 patients waiting to get on it. The whole concept of it, Mike, is just ridiculous. But that is, those are the images that have, were fed into our media nonstop from February till now, and a lot of this thing informed public opinion, and it also scared the public, and also motivated, or in, maybe in a negative way, politicians uh, to give the public what they want, which is a Chinese-style reaction to the crisis. This is my point. Right, so it's a PR exercise. Now somebody in the chat box saying, Nightingale isn't even running at 1%, what's going on? You've explained it, it's a PR exercise, uh, but in fact the demand was never there because the virus was never that serious. No, there was no demand for medical treatment, Mike, but there was a, a, a desire by government to make a big international statement. This is part of the geopolitics as well. Look what China does, we can do the same thing. Mm -hmm. We can build it in 10 days. Let's show the world what we can do. Now, is that a good way to spend public money, Mike? Yeah. No, it's not a good way to spend public money. And because, and in parallel with that, we've got this shutdown of the entire economy as well, which uh, is clearly not of benefit to us. So let's, let's look at some of the other activities here. So, but this is, what are they doing, Mike? They're wearing biohazard suits and they're disinfecting public areas. They're spraying them with chemicals. Now, in Birmingham, Mike, yes. so they're spraying public park benches for COVID-19. Where did they get that idea? Mike? Oh, well, on the basis of what you've just said, perhaps only one place, China. China. So let's look at where they got their inspiration. Where are the uh, local government and local authorities in the U? get their inspiration for, again, made in China. Look at this. These are trucks that are basically driving down the street, blowing chemicals and disinfectant into the air through giant uh, cannons. Here they are spraying buildings, spraying the side. I mean, this is just ridiculous, Mike. But this is going out as like big time propaganda in China, showing that they're, they're tackling COVID-19 mm -hmm. and this exact uh, uh, techniques are being uh, mirrored in the West.
by, by Western countries. Coronavirus is not living on this side of buildings. Now, I'm going to show you, it's even worse, Mike. Not only are they sending this out with spray trucks, but when, when, the, when all fails and the trucks aren't working, Mike, deploy the drones to spray COVID-19 chemicals uh, in the air. Look, they're filling them up now. And what are they going to do with these tanks, Mike? They're going to stick them onto drones. And I kid you not, the Chinese are going to launch that drone, send it down the street, spraying people's houses and streets with uh, disinfectant. This is just pure lunacy. This is totally ridiculous. But this is not far off of what some Western countries are doing, okay? It's just ridiculous. This idea that the coronavirus lives everywhere and everything needs to be disinfected. Now, uh, having lived in the Middle East, Mike, they used to send trucks to spray for mosquitoes uh, in the summer and literally spraying verandas and people's houses. Mm -hmm. Now, there's also a high incidence of cancer in some of these countries. What are in these Chinese chemical trucks, Mike, that they're spraying everybody with? Is there going to be a carcinogen-induced uh, uh, outbreak of cancer in a couple of years? And it just gets even better, and I have to show you this, because this, even by Chinese standards, this really takes the biscuit, Mike. This is a, a disinfectant tunnel which is being launched in China. And this is literally coming from their state propaganda uh, outlets, organs here. 20 seconds and you get fully disinfected. What are the health effects? What are they actually breathing in there that they have to walk through these disinfectant tunnels? This is madness, total madness. And these are the types of things, this is the mentality that Western uh, governments and authorities uh, and the media are, are basically adopting through this kind of hypochondriac uh, well, they're looking at what China's doing with jealousy, aren't they? Absolute yeah. jealousy. Right, yeah. So saying, well, they've really made a strong statement. Yeah. And they know how to keep their people in order, basically. Now, all of China's contact tracing, uh, the app that China has that traces and tracks everybody, forces you into quarantine if you come within six feet of somebody who has tested positive mm. for COVID-19. That is operational right now in China. There's a number of reports. We've got them up at 21st Century Wire, Mike. And uh, that's a horrific, like literally you have to drop whatever you're doing, whether you're with your family, you're traveling, you're at work, go immediately into quarantine, wait for a doctor to contact you uh, to be checked up and tested. And anyone within six feet of you on that app basically will have to do the same thing. So we're seeing this type of thing being developed in, in the UK, also in the United States. Uh, and so you're saying here, Trump's hiring Thales Palantir to track Americans with Chinese-style surveillance app. That Palantir, of course, behind the NHS app as well. He's one, is one of the companies behind that too. So um, this, uh, this surveillance uh, state that we have been in the West have been criticizing China for for so many years is coming here. Sure, Palantir is basically providing the AI-driven uh, big data backbone for this system, and uh, other companies will design apps that will live on top of that. And it is absolutely what they're what they're trying to roll out there. So Donald Trump is basically shaking hands right there with the top Bilderberg Steering Committee member Peter Thiel uh, from Clarion Capital, and he is the big brains and money behind some of these big Silicon Valley ventures including Palantir, predictive uh, uh, predictions and AI-driven predictions and data mining and data processing. So that's, it, it, that's basically what China is doing, Mike. Mm. And so this is being pushed and rolled out in the West, again, emulating and copying all of China's reactions 
to the coronavirus that we showed you at the beginning of the program, Mike, is no in, deadlier in terms of case fatality rate than the seasonal flu, says a number of eminent doctors and epidemiologists. So we're rolling all this out for what? We've locked down for what? For something that has no bigger fatality rate than the seasonal flu.